The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13, in San Diego from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KB TV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for 97 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and confidence in homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today we celebrate Christmas, a time set aside to celebrate the miraculous birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He came into this world in the humblest form, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, born in a manger. 
Little did the people know at that time that the Messiah they had sought for was born that blessed day and will provide the way of our salvation of our souls for all mankind. To start our music program, the church choir will sing, Mary, did you know? They are led by choir director Emilia Han, accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Pohaku Carter on the organ.
And next, the church band will play a rendition of Christmas, led by yours truly.
Trustee Associate Pastor Principal Senior is our soloist today. Accompanied by your student on the piano and Iris Lock on the drums, he will sing the song entitled, What Child Is This? What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels great with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? Why lie in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christian fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him in, since gold and Come rich and poor to own him. The King of King salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. This, this is Christ the King. Shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him law or the babe, the son of Mary. This, this is Christ the King who shall. For the next number, the church choir will sing a joyous number entitled, Ring Those Christmas Bells. Please join in and sing along with our choir, following the words at the bottom of your screen. Christmas bells, jingle 
And now the flute section of the church band will play a lovely number called Murray's Little Boy Child. Who is this boy child? It is none other than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He was born into this world to die for the salvation of our souls. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. The vocal group selection is sung by the Daughters of Judah, accompanied by Chrissy Hahn on the piano, Inspro Sr. on the guitar, Sally Spotgaff on the flute, and Cherie Spotgaff on the violin. They were being forth a song entitled The First Noel and Pashabelle's Canon. This song is dedicated to Sister Elsie Miraflor. May the Lord bring you much peace, joy, and happiness during this wondrous season and blessings overflowing in the year to come. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Thank you.
Hi, and Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Compass channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 8 a.m., 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10, 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held at the Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are held conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts, and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It is God's desire that all people come unto Him in full repentance and receive His salvation full and free. Those who respond and obey His command will be blessed bountifully, spiritually, materially, physically, and yes, even financially. The soul who rejects and rises up against the Lord shall be devoured by the sword, and there shall be no remedy for this tragic end. Do we dare provoke the Lord to jealousy? Do we dare contend our strength is greater than His? God forbid! He has the power to save, the power to devastate, the power to heal, the power to curse, 
the power to overcome and the power to bless. I invite you to partake in today's message entitled, The True Meaning of Christmas. And I pray that by the time it concludes, you will be encouraged to seek Lord, whose powers are limitless and can sustain you in every way. Once again, on the 25th of this month, we celebrate the miracle that took place in the little town of Bethlehem almost 2,000 years ago, which was the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But too often, at this wonderful time of year, we seem to lose ourselves in all the preparations and activities of Christmas. Our thoughts are devoted to selecting and buying or making gifts to cooking and to all the worldly things with which we have so enthusiastically associated with Christmas. However, if we put these activities aside for a moment and take time to think about the reason for commemorating Christmas and its true meaning, then this Christmas can have a special significance for each and every one of us. As we dwell in the scriptures, we can clearly see the Bible, God's word, that it is the most important book we could ever read and or possess. The Bible contains everything we need to know about living upright and acceptably in the eyes of God while in this world. No matter what others may say about how we should live or even specify the boundaries to holiness, God's word is the final authority on the Christian walk. Therefore, based on the knowledge of God, let us ask ourselves, what in life has given us, each of us, the greatest joy? Surely the answer wouldn't be any material thing, nor the presence of our loved ones, or even the receiving and giving of gifts. The answer would certainly be that the greatest joy and comfort we each receive in this life was the salvation of our souls and becoming born again Christians. The Bible brings to surface many great nights. It was a great night when Jacob slept beneath the stars and dreamed of a ladder reaching up into heaven with the angels ascending and descending upon that ladder. Jesus was and still is that ladder of communication between God and man. Let us read in 1 Timothy, the second chapter, verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. It was a great night that Daniel spent in the lion's den protected by the almighty hand of God. Facing adversity and testing his God whom he served continually, the Lord shut the mouths of the lions and no harm came unto him. This is a memorable experience 
an example of the power of God, which can overrule the hardness of the heart and keep the people of God safe and secure in time of trouble. We read in Daniel chapter 6, in the 22nd verse, My God had sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocent was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. It was a great night when Nicodemus came to Jesus, inquiring of the new doctrine which Jesus preached, and thusly heard the authoritative internal truth that he must be born again. These are the words which Jesus spake to Nicodemus as we read in John chapter 3, verse 5. It reads, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The opportunity to expound the good news of the gospel was right because the heart of Nicodemus cried out for righteousness. It was a great night when Peter denied the Lord, and it was greater still when he went out and wept bitter tears of repentance. Peter demonstrated what true repentance is. The Apostle Paul provides us with guidance through the scriptures. As you read in 2 Corinthians 7, verses 9 to 10, Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. God forgave Peter because of his penitent heart, and unto him were the keys to the kingdom of heaven given. And these kings were revealed to both Jew and Gentile on the day of Pentecost and during the days which followed. However, there is a night of all nights, which is the greatest, most extraordinary, and illustrious night for all times. That night was the night Jesus Christ was born. He was born to be our Savior, to be our Master and Lord, born to die for our sins, born to give us second birth, born to take us home to glory. We read in Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 33. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in to her and said, Hail! Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, 
and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mary was puzzled when the angel gave her this news. Being a virgin, she had never had any marital relations. So naturally, she asked the question, how can this be? Reading the 35th verse, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Mary bowed her head and said in the 38th verse, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Joseph and Mary seeking shelter went from one end to the next, but every place was crowded with guests. It was a time of taxing, and great multitudes came to the town of Bethlehem. Exhausted, they finally found a resting place, a humble stable. Mary's time had come, and that very night Christ was born. Rereading Luke 2, verses 1 through 7, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was in the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his spouse's wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And sorry to say that today there is no room in the hearts of people for Jesus. No room for Jesus. That is like an engine saying there is no room for steam. Like a tree saying it has no room for the sap. Like the heavens saying there is no room for the stars, moon and sun. Make room for Jesus in your lives, television viewers, and let him come into your hearts. Have you ever considered that the destiny of the soul is determined by the choices we make in this life? Christ presents important decisions to every soul. There is a choice of one of two lifestyles, one of two deaths, one of two resurrections, and one of two fates. We must choose and make the decision today. Let us continue reading in verses 8 through 14. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, we shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, 
praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Yes, the Son of Man came into the world. This was the most exalted night of all time, the night of nights, the night when Jesus was born. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. The soul is destined for one of two places, eternal heaven or eternal hell. And the scriptures given by the inspiration of God is a tool God uses to teach us what is truth and bring us to the realization that we are nothing without him in our lives. But better yet, there is a reward for the believer. Every day we are faced with new experiences, temptations, and new decisions. Without God's help, it is hard for us to know what is right or wrong and to obtain a clear view of the scriptures. However, through the Bible, we are able to see where we should go and what we should do. It is a marvelous experience to know that Jesus cares. He tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Nicodemus, a secret believer in the Lord, came to Jesus by night, hoping to learn more about this new and living gospel that Jesus was teaching. He was in a man of position, of prominence, of power, and probably of great wealth. But Nicodemus was not satisfied with what he possessed. He thought he had fulfillment, but a tremendous void existed. There was hunger in his heart, and the things of the earth did not satisfy him. He was always reaching out for something that would bring him happiness, but joy and happiness and peace seemed always to elude him. Then he heard about Jesus and the wonderful work he was doing, healing all manner of sickness and diseases. Therefore, under the cover of darkness, Nicodemus slipped out to see Jesus and said in John 3, 2, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Yes, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. Nicodemus poured out his heart to Jesus, and Jesus looked into the soul of this hungry-hearted Pharisee and said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You have many things that this world can give you, but you'll never, never find peace and joy until you have been born again. The world is full of men who are trying to find happiness in this world. They go everywhere and do everything to find some zest in life, but their search is in vain. To them today, Jesus would say, you're seeking for satisfaction in the wrong places. Come unto me and be born again, and all the joys of earth and heaven will be yours. Jesus said in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, you may see wonderful things in this world. You may see the Grand Canyon, but you'll never see the tree of life in heaven unless you have been born again. You may see the great cities of the world, but you'll never see the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming out of the clouds unless you have been born again. 
You may see the great countries of the world in all their splendor, but you'll never see the land that is fairer than day unless you have been born again. You may live in the finest mansions that money can buy, but you'll never see the Father's house of many mansions unless you've been born again. Jesus said, ye must be born again. He emphasized the must. This is one of his divine imperatives. We read in John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion. And in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38, which states, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue or language. According to the Bible, this is the only evidence which can be used to verify and confirm that one has received the Holy Ghost. Reading Acts 2, 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In this story of salvation, there can only be one version. That is true. Let us read in John 5, verse 39. Search the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. God encourages you to diligently search the scriptures. And as God proved the words which were spoken by the disciples with signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Ghost, he is proving himself to you this morning so that you might be saved and find his righteous and true holiness. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus, went to the upper room to tarry, as instructed by Jesus before his ascension into heaven. Thus, on the day of Pentecost, Mary, too, received the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Consequently, if Mary, the mother of Jesus, needed the Holy Ghost, how much more then do we need the Holy Spirit to withstand the endless waves of Satan's fiery darts? Peter informs us in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no name in this world comparable to the name Jesus. The present-day thoughts deal with the question, when was Jesus born? The important point to remember is that Jesus was born. We find in Galatians 4, 4, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son made of woman, made under the law. God has a timetable for the world. He is always on time. He is never early or late. He sent his only begotten Son when it was the best time for him to come, as we read in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life.
God promised a savior, a savior to redeem man from this sin-cursed, devil-may-care world. It all started in the Garden of Eden. Man fell into sin, plunging the whole human race into sin, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The serpent had been used by the devil to tempt man and could pronounce a curse upon it. Reading Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between thee and the women, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thee head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. In other words, the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent, and Christ would someday crush and cast him to the lake of fire. When Abraham came, God told him that all the nations of the earth would be blessed through his descendants. Jesus was the one who was to bless all nations. And true to God's promise, history shows that he had done exactly that. When King David came, he sang of a great king whose name would endure forever. The name Jesus has been used for almost 2,000 years, and that precious name shall endure throughout eternity. Reading Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isaiah said in the ninth chapter and sixth verse, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. These titles denote his offices, and he has fulfilled these offices flawlessly. We are told that he would come from the tribe of Judah through the line, through the line of David, and that he would be born in Bethlehem. Every prophecy of the Old Testament was fulfilled in the Jesus Christ. The Jews made their contribution to this fullness of time. They were a people, people. God had committed his oracles to them. They believed in one God and that men should worship God and him only. The Jews looked for the Messiah, but when the Messiah finally came, they crucified and rejected him. Peter tells us in Acts 2.36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus, whom we have crucified, both Lord and Christ. It was that Jesus who was the Messiah. The Greeks also made their contribution to the fullness of times with language. Language, as we know, creates a barrier, but the Greeks were able to break down this barrier for nearly every nation understood the Greek language. With the advent of Jesus, his preachers would go into all the world to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, the selfsame gospel that Jesus preached on the shores of Galilee. For this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The Romans also made a contribution to this fullness of time. They defeated the warring nations of the earth, and peace reigned. It was a time when the gospel could be preached across the land, 
sea and nations could have understanding of it. Paul and Barnabas carried the gospel across the waters. It was a wonderful time for the Savior to come and give men a deeper peace, a deep settled peace that the world cannot give. But in spite of all these advantages, man sank deeper into sin. The world was in darkness as it is today. Paul tells us in Romans 1.35, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. It was the perfect time for Jesus to come. And thank God he did come. He arrived right on time. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The birth of Christ was such a precious and priceless miracle that God opened up the heavens and sent down his angelic choir to sing about it. They sang the sweetest music ever heard this side of heaven as they proclaimed the Savior's birth. The angel cried out and said in Matthew 1:21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Therefore, this Christmas, let us make room for Jesus in our hearts and lives and lives, and let us bow down and worship him. Let us bring our gifts unto him. Let us tell others about Jesus. Then we will truly have a right Christmas. If you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Now and through all the right Christmas to come. Merry Christmas, everyone. We conclude our Christmas telecast with a selection by our church band, Christmas Processional. The program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.